Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive-through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data languages. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Paul Jones Drug Tuesday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Man, it's jam-packed today, and it's going to be for the, throughout the rest of the week for sure. we got a spring sports update in the high school ranks. Um, we're going to have talk about the NCAA Tournament Finals last night with UConn winning their fifth championship in the last 24 years. What's going on today in Augusta National? The Masters just a couple of days from teeing off. Uh, down in Georgia. Tell you what's on tap for today down there. Uh, the Thunder tonight, a huge game against Golden State, trying to uh, cement their place in the play-in tournament. And then right off the bat, we're going to talk a little bit of softball uh, here on the show today. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. It's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things that I have laid out or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225 225- Nine six nine eight. If you're going to be outside the listening area, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. You can log on to kadsam.com or you can download the app. The Paragon app is free and it's got everything. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News will hit the website tonight at midnight. It's thepennynews.com at the website there. Uh, also, when the high school sports are, are rolling, Big Elk and Paragon TV, you can watch uh, the high school sports live stream that way. And then the Skinny on Sports podcast. If you missed the show entirely, you can go back, check us out on kadsam.com, or you can also find that on iTunes and then maybe even a whole bunch of other places, Jared, that you're, we're going to write down uh, yeah. to make sure that we can tell everybody where I to find that. I have that email if uh, you want me to tell you. We can talk about it later. Okay. That's the voice you hear, Jared Atha. Jared, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. We have a guest in the studio with us is a man that's trying to get senior softball league started here in Elk City. It is Mr. Joe Siegelee. How'd I do? You did real good. All right, Joe. Uh, good morning, first off. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Okay, so you uh, have been in Arizona, came back, came to Oklahoma a year ago. Yes. But in 1990, you started one of these softball leagues out in Arizona. Tell us all about what, uh, what what's going on. Well, we saw people coming in and just, as they're getting older, they hit the recliner. So we started started just like I'm trying to do here. We started this in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it's still going strong. So sign-ups now? Anytime. Anytime. So how, how, first off, how, do we get, how does anybody get signed up? Uh, on the 11th, we'll be up at the softball fields, the uh, turf fields, and we'll sign people up. It's just a drop-in anytime, have some fun, relax. Uh, the rules are very, they're not, it's not a dog-eat-dog. <laughs> and I, I understand there's a lot of 60-year-old softball players in this area. Yeah, there's one that only has seven fingers on, on both hands now that used to be able to play a whole bunch of softball in the room next to us. That doesn't matter. <laughs> he can learn to throw left-handed, surely, can he? Why not? <laughs> so anybody to start, 55 or up, men or women, and it's free to come out? Yeah, it, that's it. That's the best thing about it. It's free. Will attract a lot of golfers. <laughs> <laughs> so what that you, tells you don't, we don't run a lot. That's, that's, that's listen. I'm already getting more excited about getting to 55, so I can get out there. <laughs> if there's not going to be a bunch of running, uh, so the goal is just to get people 
that are starting to get out into the retirement, out of the workforce, but to keep them active and not just kind of uh, get in their shell and, and just stay in, inside the house. If you stay active, you last longer. Now, how old are you? I'm 84. I'll be 85 in October. 85 in October. Are you gonna? You're, you'll be playing. I'm looking forward to playing on the 85s in uh, Las Vegas in September. Wow. So, uh, what do you think? So you you you're here. You left. You came back. What gave you outside of what you just told us about you know having something to do for the senior community? But did you happen to go out to the softball complex and go this this looks like a place I want to play on? So is that did that kind of yeah spring I did it there? yeah I did at my age. But then I looked at the softball fields they had yeah. and I thought no this isn't going to work for old people on on the. On the dirt ones. Oh, the dirt one. Yeah, yeah. But we, the turf ones, though, you like that? Yes, we're yeah. going to be up there. Yeah. So to be at the uh, the fiveplex on the softball side, um, Tuesday morning, so a week from today, you said the 11th, so a week yep. from today, what time do you want uh, people to be out there as far as getting the sign-ups, or is it, does, what time is everything going to start? I haven't figured out the weather here yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, when you do, you're going to make a whole bunch of money because the guys on TV don't know either. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> Around 9 o'clock. Okay, so 9 o'clock Tuesday we got, morning. We have the fields until 12 o'clock. I told them we'd be off the fields by 12. Okay. Just come out and have a good time. Enjoy yourself. And, and if somebody misses, let's say, next Tuesday, it, they can st- it doesn't matter. They can still come back. It'll be on Tuesdays, 9 to noon-ish right. to come out. And it not necessarily have to be games. If there's just no. enough to take batting practice or around infield that's or whatever, what we'll that's what we'll do. So, so you're, you don't, some people <laughs> might be apprehensive to do it because they're thinking, well, I can't find enough people to make a team. That's not what you're doing here. This no, is no. Just not, come on out by not yourself. looking teams. Whoever comes out, we choose sides. Perfect. If there's enough people. If not, just, just batting practice. And don't be upset if you're last pick like I would be, right? <laughs> I'd rather be. so what uh, outside of just kind of see back way back in the back in the 90s what what really kind of sparked your interest to this Uh, outside of just kind of getting people active but what was there anything else that really kind of got you motivated to get this started i was playing with my son's team in a tournament and that's the first part of senior softball there was a senior softball team there and Mike walked over and he says, would you like to play senior softball? I said, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and I've been here ever since. That's awesome. And you, you told me that uh, you'll be going with the team to Las Vegas. Yeah. Now, when is that? That'll be in September, the second week in September. And you said 85s. Yeah. Tell everybody what that means. It's 85 to 90-year-olds. You go Every five years, you go up. And if if there's not enough people in the, in the older divisions, they let say like if it's 85, they'll let 83 year olds come up. Okay. Just enough to make a team. Man, how many teams will there will be there? Oh, probably 700. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's I, a lot. I'm speechless. Ask a question, Jared. I'm speechless. I did. Well, <laughs> you brought in some well, bling here, some rings. What what's this about? Well, those I brought these for Sean because he he liked the one I had on one day, and I thought I'd bring these in so I could see him. <laughs> Make sure you get away with them all. Make those sure are, you get home with them all. World championships, MVPs, all tournaments, all from everything you've done with yeah, in with, the last basically it's in the last ten years. That is incredible. Twenty years. That is cool. Man, all right. cool. that's that's awesome. Uh, I I would love to see this get rolling like you've done in other places. Yeah. Uh, with, with with this, uh, it's it's senior citizens. Adult softball, fifty-five years or older. It can be men or women. Doesn't it, that's it's, right. It's either one. Uh, come out um, nine o'clock Tuesday mornings at the Fiveplex. Just come out and have fun. If there's games, there's games. If there's batting practice, there's batting practice. Infield, whatever. You guys will just that's be it. be active and have and have fun. That's the whole key, right? Definitely. All right. So if they have questions, they can contact you. Yes. Your phone number, uh, 480. Now, listen, I'm not messing that up. I know everybody thinks, okay, wait a minute. He meant to say 580. No, 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 no. 480-302-1764. Right. And that is Joe Siegley. Yes, sir. Yes. I'm so, uh, that was making me nervous. First names are good because you can't remember the last ones. Well, that's, that's actually true. Joe is an easy one to that's remember. That's it. <laughs> my, my grandma's name was Joe. So that would be an, e- an easy one to remember. 55 years and up, Tuesday mornings at 9, out at the Fiveplex. 
50 just come on out and have fun it, it sounds like a, such a blast I sure hope so. All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Go show Sean those rings. But be sure and well, thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. But be sure and you know put the put the box the lid down. That way they don't one of those don't escape out of there onto his finger. <laughs> well, remember Sean don't have all those fingers. <laughs> That's right. And and his are fairly round, so they may none of those may fit on him anyway. <laughs> thank you so much, Joe. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. Well, have a great day, and we'll continue to push people out there as well as we possibly can. Thank you. You can even come out. Listen, it's just at the. I guess we I'm can. intrigued. I wanted to just go out there and check it out, see what kind of numbers you get, and, and see all up the wing. It takes time to get it started. It, yes, yeah. we have to realize that. I'm sure, no doubt, yeah, yeah. no doubt. But uh, right. once it gets rolling, it's going to be awesome. That's it. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is Joe Siegley, uh, Elk City Senior Softball League, 55 and up. Come on out on Tuesday mornings, nine clear to noon. They have the fields. It's awesome. Yeah, think about it like this. You know, when you're going out, and I'm speaking to potential players here, you're going out and you're watching your, your kids or grandkids playing. You think, man, I'd love to play on that field. Here's your chance. That's a great point. That's a great point that I never thought of. Yeah. And, and Or maybe, like, if you're watching your grandkids and you're telling everybody how good you used to be, <laughs> we'll you prove go. it. Exactly. Now you have a chance to prove it, right? <laughs> there you go. All exactly. Right. Yes. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll, we'll talk a bunch of basketball golf with the masters spring sports updates speaking of softball canute huge win Big yesterday win. on the slow pitch softball side to skinny on sports coming back right here on 98.1 fm the sports animal Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust the skinny on sports mock yeah ing yeah welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal it's a paul jones drug tuesday thank you to rodney skinner and the gang down at paul jones drug 809 north main paul jones is care you can trust they've the oldest compounding pharmacy in elk city means they've got the most experience doing it free local delivery drive-through pickup curbside testing and vaccinations all available at paul jones drug we'll tell you all about our friends there as we move along throughout the show also jared you know what today is it's april 4th tuesday what is it it's a couple of things april 4th happens to be my sister's birthday oh very good happy birthday to ashley Held. Too shy of a major accomplishment. <laughs> I'll just say that. I think I know. You can figure that out from there. Yeah. You know, almost 30. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Today is when you go vote. Uh, yes, please. Today is voting day. Go vote on the sales tax extension. It's not a new tax. It's not anything that you haven't been doing since 2015. And it is part of CAPS 2, Protect and Serve. The idea here is to continue the half-cent sales tax that started back in 2015 that built a beautiful elementary school. Now it can go uh, to refurbishing the police department, uh, refurbishing the fire department, and some add-ons for the fire department. Just It's it's something that is desperately needed uh, to happen here. And uh, that's all, all that they're asking you to do is just extend the half-cent sales tax that has been in effect since 2015. Uh, so get out there, get out and vote, and uh, show the, the law enforcement, the yes. fire department, that you appreciate what they're doing by helping them have some new digs. Because they need them. One, yeah. What, the PD is 40 years old and the fire department is Ooh, 70? 70, which is incredible to me. That's I didn't, The building, you didn't think... Uh, I didn't think it was there that long. You wouldn't you know, think it's seventy years. I mean, they, well, here's and here's something that ought to make you proud. They've kept up. Yeah, they, they've, they've, they've really yeah, done a good job yeah. keeping up with keeping it up mm-hmm. as much as they can. But it's it, you know it's time. There, there's a lot of things that they can add that would help everybody from a safety standpoint. So get out there and vote and extend that half cent sales. And there tax. are other other um, elections happening too. And that's all I'll say. But please oh. go vote. Oh that's yeah, all I can say. Just go vote. Well, can I say anything? No, because okay. then we would have no. Just 
Do we have to get other people on the horn? We would have to do that legally. So yeah. let's, I'm just saying, wherever you live, if you see there, I mean, I'm not. There's, there's Eric and Sarah, I believe. There's some races happening. Hammond, uh, Canute, uh, Weatherford, Cordell. It's all over. It's not just Elk City, but Elk City is the big one. If you're an Elk Cityan living in Elk City, go vote on this and vote yes. Yeah, yeah, you need to vote yes. You to vote explain. yes. Um. I think we've made to, that clear. We endorse this. You might yes. Get to vote for Arid J. Faye. <laughs> <laughs> we got to move on. I don't want to get too much of a pickle here. Oh, you're not. I've done I've, my part. I've done my part. Okay, move on. What would you like to talk about next? Elections? No, we're, we've done that. Oh, we're past that. Okay. <laughs> this, it would, this is, is kind of like going to the store. If it's not my on my list, it sidetracks me a whole bunch. <laughs> when we get talked about something else. All right, so Thunder tonight uh, in Golden State. Three games left in the regular season. Oklahoma City is still ahead of the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz in the standings and in the running for the 10th and final play-in spot. Basically, magic number of two, meaning any Thunder win coupled with Jazz and Dallas losses, if that that number equals two, they're in. Okay. Actually, Utah's not quite that way because they've got an extra game in the back. But anyhow, uh, because Oklahoma City owns the tiebreak over the Mavs, uh, ESPN's BPI has gives the Thunder a 61.6% chance of making the play-in tournament with what they've got uh, ahead of them, what Dallas has ahead of them. And then, Jared, yesterday – Midday, it comes out that there's a possibility of the Mavs shutting down Kyrie and Luka. Heard this. For the last three games. Heard this. Here is the theory. If the if the season ended right now, Dallas would be in the 10th slot in the draft. Why is that important? Because in the in the Kristaps Porzingis trade that Dallas made with the Knicks a couple years ago, their 2023 first-round pick went to the Knicks in that trade. But it was top 10 protected, meaning if Dallas's slot falls anywhere in the top 10, then they get to keep that pick. So why would that be important this year? Well... When they make the Kyrie Irving trade, they trade away Dinwiddie. They trade away Dorian Finney-Smith. And now it looks like with reports yesterday that Kyrie Irving is going to test the free agent market. They're going to need some help. They're going to need some help for Luka and a top 10 pick that could possibly be Victor Wimbanyama if you get really lucky in the lottery would be a good place to start. And so I can see why Sham Sharnia – Sharania, what's Shams' last name? You know Shams. I don't know. You don't I, know Shams? That's why I just call him Shams. Okay. I don't know. How to Sharania. Anyway, he's the one that came out with this, that, that, that mm-hmm. this discussion is being held inside the Mavericks building as we speak uh, to decide what's, best, what's the best uh, course of action. It seems to me to make a bunch of sense for Dallas. If they know Kyrie is gone – then what's the then that would be a fantastic way to be able to replace him either through the draft or as an enticer in a trade to get somebody else to try to pair with Luka Doncic. He's made a bounce back here in the end of the season, but there there's been speculation that that you know who who a lot of people think could be that guy, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has played fantastic down the stretch here for the Lakers, and now all of a sudden people are thinking the Lakers might win the whole thing. Anyhow, but that but but keeping funny how that works, yeah, didn't it? Keeping that pick though is a huge thing for Dallas, I think, right now, uh, as as insurance for Kyrie, as a way to bolster. E- even if Kyrie stays, that's still a way to make either make a trade to get somebody or make a pick in that top ten once mm-hmm. you once you see, and especially once you see the lottery happen. What if you get lucky? Maybe not cleared in the top to the top of the top, 
But if you if you get a little luck and now all of a sudden you're in the top three or four, that's way more enticing for a team to maybe make a trade with you uh, to to bolster that roster around what would be Kyrie and, and Luca. So really interesting for the Mavericks, and not just because it would help the Thunder, but I think long term, if I'm a Mavericks fan, because th- this team doesn't seem like one that's going to do anything. Even if they make the play in, what are they going to do? Just lose. So why not hold on to that pick and see what that could become? Yeah, and they play Sacramento tomorrow. Sacramento tomorrow. So I guess I will get our answer then. Yeah, I get. I would unless they make some kind of announcement like this. Okay, we're done shutting it down. Which I've never seen that. I don't think I've ever seen a formal announcement. You just like up oh, DNP did not. Play. Yeah, sometimes they do. Coach's I mean, just, decision or you know. And then they're asked after the after the fact. Oh well, yeah, we're shutting it down. We're 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 gonna go ahead and uh, let those guys rest and look forward to the draft. Another yeah. thing that happened yesterday, a positive for the Thunder with the Jazz. Uh, Walker Kessler is out for the rest of the season. Uh, he is in concussion protocol. Oh dear. So he's not going to play in any of the last four games for the Jazz, which the Jazz hosts the Lakers tonight. Um, and all of a sudden, the Lakers, if they win out, they will be in the playoffs. It's like the fifth seed. How cool would that be to see KD and LeBron? I mean, that never even crossed my first mind as a possibility. Yeah. But now, all of a sudden, it looks like maybe Lakers-Suns could be a first-round series out west. So, Thunder at Golden State tonight at 9 o'clock. Oh, it would be a huge win if you can get it. I- I'm not sure. Uh, with Golden State's uh, lot in life, they need to win two. So, it's going to be a tough game for the Thunder to go out at Golden State and win this one. But then you've got at the Jazz, home against Memphis. Uh, winning two out of three puts you in this thing um, from here. So uh, that's something to look forward to on the Thunder side. Last night, UConn is your men's national champion. 76-59, to 59, a 17-point win over San Diego State. Connection dominated this tournament from start to finish. Um, they had the fourth best points per game differential since the field expanded expanded to 64 back in 1985 they won their sixth game by an average of 20 which was the fourth fourth best showing here's something that i didn't realize until i kind of started doing some research i forgot that this game even happened connecticut was 17 and 0 in their non-conference schedule this season okay mm-hmm. including the tournament they won every one of those by double digits. And you know who one of their victims was way back at the first of the season? Was it San Diego State? It was Alabama. Oh, it was Alabama. I'm sorry. Yeah, in the, in the Phil Knight classic thing, they beat Alabama. They pummeled Alabama. And then they end up beating uh, Iowa State when Iowa State upset what was then number one North Carolina. Don't uh, mm. Unless you look back, kind of harder but, uh, to remember that from the first season. But 17-0 against their non-conference. Listen to this one. Just, I'm just going to let you have a guess at this. They played in six games, obviously, 240 minutes because each game is 40 minutes long. So uh, out of 120 second half minutes, okay? You're with me here? Because mm-hmm. they played six second halves. Of that 120 minutes, how long do you think they trailed in the second half in the tournament? Uh, I know the answer can't be zero. Is it five? Minutes? Yeah. What is it? 55 seconds. 55 seconds. And it was in the first round against Iona. <laughs> Insane. They trailed at halftime to Iona, and then they came out uh, They came yeah, out and scored it? like eight straight. Bam, 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 to take the lead. That was the only 55 seconds they trailed in the second half of any of these tournament games. That was just incredible. That is incredible. Uh, they become the second school to win a national title in four straight decades. So they won one in the uh, the they, they've won it nineties, two thousands, twenty tens, and now twenty twenties. Who do you think's the other? The second school to win. In the other the, one had already done it. And um, in four straight decades. Four straight decades. I'll say Kansas. No. Kentucky. No. UCLA. Now no. they haven't won on two thousand since two thousand. 
or since 95. Um, I don't know. Who is it? I think if you guessed two more times, you'd get it. Duke or North Carolina? North Carolina. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> North Carolina in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. So they still they would have a chance to go five straight if they can win one this decade. Uh, but it goes back to what we were talking about yesterday. Connecticut now their fifth title in the last 24 years. I, I thought the game last night, for me, I watched a bunch. I watched more of it than I probably thought I would. Honestly, um, it, it never really felt like Connecticut wasn't in control. Like even at halftime, down twelve, and Danny Hurley said just as much. It, it's going into the halftime locker room, looking up, like God, we ought to be up twenty. Uh, just a couple of missed layups there toward the end of the uh, of the first half. San Diego State fought hard. They they would make a couple of runs, but it never really felt like to me that Connecticut was in serious danger of losing that game. No, never did. Even that in that second half where they got it within single digits at what uh, what was what was the score? They were down. I can tell you the biggest play like, of the game to me was at right up right at five minutes left in the game. San Diego State to cut it to five. It was sixty to fifty five, yeah. and Jordan Hawkins drained a three, and from there Connecticut outscored them sixteen to four the rest of the way to pull away and win. But yeah, they, but even even at, even then, like maybe if Hawkins doesn't make that three. And San Diego State can actually cut it to a one-possession game. You start to feel. But it, but it just seemed like any time Connecticut really needed a bucket, they would run an awesome set, and they'd either get Hawkins open for a three, or they'd slip Sonogo down the middle of the lane and have him posted up, and they had no answer for that dude. I he I was I was kind of caught myself thinking, okay, what does, what does he look like in the pros? Because, I mean, he's big and physical and strong, but he doesn't seem – I mean, like chest wide. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. wide and yeah. strong, but he doesn't seem that tall. I don't know if he's overly athletic. You know, he, he was really good from the free throw line. I think like six of eight. So he's got a decent touch there, but it, you just didn't get to see a lot of the things that he'll probably have to do in the NBA in order to to be a really good pro. Right. Um. You know, it's funny. I'm I'm going back and looking because I, I keep thinking of the the improbable, like most improbable champion and it usually starts with me with a team with their uh, final loss record you know Connecticut finished with eight losses this year in the crown of the champion you know the last team to have eight or more losses and and be the champion I'm gonna say probably Connecticut in 2014 that's right before that probably Connecticut in 2011 exactly (laughs) here's the thing And, and the thing was in 14 they were 32 and eight and 11 they were thirty-two and nine, so if Connecticut's losing eight games a year, you might as well just pencil them in as being the champion. Was the Big East really the best conference? We talked Big Twelve all year long. Was the Big East, or or can we say? How about we say this? It's so unfair to me to 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 go. Okay, we have this. Who's the best conference conversation? After the tournament, and it's like we forget what happened during the regular season. Does that make sense? And hundred percent. And, and people are immediately going to go to that and go, well, clearly the Big East was the best conference because of UConn. Is is Marquette in the Big East? Yes, and, and also Creighton. Uh, and Creighton. So they had three in the Elite Eight. Right. But you go the Big whole season as a whole, the Big 12 lo- looked so daunting top to bottom. That's what I, I – I think you can have both. I think you can say that maybe the Big East was better at the very top mm-hmm. and the Big 12 was better as a whole. Right, because when you look down here, you know Butler wasn't very good, DePaul wasn't very good, Georgetown was so bad they fired Patrick Ewing. You know how bad you got to be to fire that guy at that job. That's how bad they were. So I, I think I think if you wanted to, if you said all right, you had to go through either one of these conferences for for a full season schedule, I think you would choose the Big East instead of the Big Twelve because the Big Twelve top to bottom was better. But and we mentioned this throughout the year, was there that elite level team? In the Big 12, there was two Elite Eight teams, but but I think people expected Texas, maybe not Kansas State. But, but it, then when your bell cow isn't as good, I think it, it kind of knocks you down a peg in a lot of people's mind, and that's Kansas. Kansas was, I mean, even though they got upset in the second round, but they still weren't, I mean, coming off the title last year, they just weren't that good, uh, that good. I'm not saying, no, they weren't very good. They just weren't national title good. No, and I think when, this year when when uh, 
because you can see a Kansas team and, and they just go right through the conference like a hot knife through butter, right? Mm-hmm. And it, with little with little resistance. And the conference can still be the best in the country, but then there's Kansas still doing what Kansas does. That wasn't the case this year. Right. They lost, what, didn't they lose to Texas twice in the regular season by like double digits? The last two. The last two times the, the, in, the, in the conference tournament. Conference tournament and their last game against them, yes. Right. And not a lot of people are doing that against well, Kansas. And, and who they? blew them out? Was it TCU that absolutely destroyed them inside Fog Allen early on in the conference? Let me look back. I, I think like it was. That. Something like that, yeah. Oh, shoot. That's it takes some doing to find it, but. Yeah, TCU beat them beat 83 to 60 on their home floor. Wow. That doesn't uh, happen. Uh, yeah, TCU should hang a banner just for doing that because that doesn't happen in Fog Allen. No. It does no, not no. happen. Even against subpar Kansas teams, and I guess this Kansas team might, to their standards, they'll probably say, yeah, that was a year we were we just weren't really that good. Yeah, so Texas beat them 75-59 uh, toward the end of the Big 12 regular season down in Austin, then they beat them 76-56 in the, in the conference title game. Yeah, they just – listen, uh, we, there's, there's sometimes – where Kansas is so good, and if they were to lose in the second round or the Sweet 16 as a one seed, you go, oh my gosh, what just happened? No one had that feeling. You picked them to lose at Arkansas. I picked Arkansas and, and that was not like a one of those, what are you doing, Jared? Come on, you're trying to make something up. It wasn't that kind of pick. It was a, well, of course Arkansas can beat Kansas because Kansas isn't at the level that we're normally used to seeing them. Couple that with Bill Self not being there for the tournament. And it just I wasn't. Really start, I didn't factor. Well, you that couldn't in. yet. It didn't really. happen. No, but based on the the their what how Kansas was playing at the end of that regular season mm-hmm. and going into the conference tournament, they just didn't strike me as a team that was going to be ready for what Arkansas and and what. what well, they had to play know, Connecticut. As Think an about OU that. fan, we've seen the last two years and, and you know getting kind of familiar with them. Going to get real familiar with them when OU gets to the SEC. I just like what uh, – is it Musselman's his yeah. name? I like what he's doing over there mm-hmm. for Arkansas. I know they got blown out by Connecticut, by Connecticut which is, I guess, a good team you want to get blown out in, in hindsight. But I liked what Arkansas – that's why I picked him. I thought the matchup here and, and the uh, uh, trends were trending better for Arkansas. But, yeah, Kansas, though, it I think it's an anomaly. They'll, they'll be back. I mean, as long as Bill Self is there and – I mean, they were just a little with down. With his health issues, is now that the season's over and the dust is, I mean, still trying to settle. With Bill Self's health issues, I mean, could we be seeing the the end of the Bill Self era? I don't or think so. Or is it just a, a little health thing, and I'm good. That's what I right now I would say that. We've seen good coaches at all levels at all sports say, "I'm done." Doc said, "If I keep doing this, I might die." I think so it I'm depends done. on what that was. What it really, well, what really, really happened? Sure, I don't think it was just as simple as oh, he had a heart attack. I, I mean, they they said it wasn't that was not a heart attack, that, but they never really, but they never really said what, what it was. It was. So, yeah, I don't. It was kind of a weird, hmm. a little bit of a weird deal for sure. Uh, but you look at the the way too early preseason rankings; they've got the number seven in the country going into next year. Um, Grady Dick gone. Uh, Jalen Williams, Jalen Wilson will be gone, but you know they always find, find guys. Yeah, they always they recruit well. Bill, obviously, a great coach. They always seem to find guys. Um, where is UConn? Where is UConn in the pecking order of college basketball? Do these well, we, do know, these five titles? This, yeah, trump all the history. You know where 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 do you put them right now? And that was a great question someone asked yesterday. Why aren't they considered a blue blood? When on the list of national titles, were they tied with third most, fourth most? They have five now. Fourth. They're tied with Duke and Indiana. Think about that. They're tied with Duke and Indiana in national titles. So that means what? North Carolina, Kentucky, and UCLA? There you go. Is all that's ahead of them? So they're ahead, they're UCLA ahead of Kansas? by 11, has 11, Kentucky 8, UNC 6. And 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 I, I, I'm I a big believer of this, that if you can do it with multiple coaches, which they've done, they've won their last three with, the last, with three different coaches. It tells me the program's bigger than – it's kind of like what Bob Stoops said when Riley left. The program is bigger than a person. 
And UConn, I think, is starting to prove – they have proven that. They don't, they're not starting to prove anything. They've proved it to me. I, I mentioned that yesterday. They be, to, Last night, they became the third team in NCAA basketball history to win a national title with three different coaches, joining Kansas and Kentucky. That's heady company. Yeah. And I think a lot of people – in 2011, a little bit of surprise title, knowing that it's near the end of the Jim Calhoun era, kind of a, that one last walk-off shot for him. I think there were a lot of people skeptical about Connecticut hoops. Was it Jim Calhoun? At least in short bursts, they've proven that it's not. With Kevin Ollie in 2014, obviously Hurley last night. And they've got, listen, they're going to be preseason number one. They could lose some guys, but they've also got guys that are waiting in the wings. You know, Klingon didn't play a ton because Sonogo was so good. Well, guess what? If he stays around as a uh, be a sophomore next year, that dude looks like he can dominate down low. You know, it, it, it's a question of who stays. It looks like yeah. uh, Hawkins and maybe Sonogo will be gone. I love Hawkins, man. He just looks – that release is so quick, so athletic. I mean, maybe the most impressive play of the night was the first one of the second half – when he bricked the dunk that flew all the way about three quarters of the court backwards <laughs> into the backcourt that had to be tracked down. But I really like him. Um, he is Jay-Z's doppelganger. There is no doubt about it. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, I kept on thinking, what's Jay-Z doing out there? Oh, wait, it's, it's Hawkins. I, I, he's, he looks like a pro to me. Um, but, but Hurley at least looks poised for next year at the minimum to really have that thing going. And with the Big East – Kind of a, it's wild. It's a resurgence a little bit of that conference with almost with, with a bunch of names you don't recognize. You know, it's one thing for it to be Syracuse and Georgetown and and St. John's and Providence. You know, those, some of those are still there, but it's not those teams that are that are booing that conference to the top with with Connecticut now, which they were kind of a staple toward the end of the the old Big East uh, with Calhoun and and Bayheim going at it a bunch of times. But you throw in Creighton. And, you know, you throw in Marquette that's in that league now. It's a really, really good basketball league. And I wonder how much with the, with the craziness in, in college basketball, how much being a basketball league helps being able to get guys either from the porter, uh, the portal or recruiting them to know, hey, I'm going to a basketball school. And, and football, it, well, heck, Connecticut, it's clearly in the backseat. Is there anybody in the Big East? Where you think, okay, I don't think so. It's it's a pure basketball league, right? There's nobody that you go, oh, football might take away from us. No, and and no. I think that that could be a huge thing moving forward. I'm trying to think of all the Big East teams. There's so much conference realignment that's happened over the past five plus years that I I cannot remember who is all in the Big East. I try to I just keep my my finger on the pulse of of I'll tell SEC, you, Marquette, okay. Marquette, Xavier, Creighton, UConn, Providence, Villanova, Seton Hall, St. John's, Butler, DePaul, Georgetown. Nobody, nobody's football program's taken away from that. No, and are they even D one in football? Most of those are. are Connecticut uh, is. Well, I know that, but the rest of them you just mentioned. Does where does Connecticut play football? What conference are they playing? Gosh, where are they now? It's a great question. All effort. Did you did you Crazy like this? To think that they actually went to a Fiesta Bowl? <laughs> I know. Did you did you enjoy this tournament? Yeah, I did. I did for the fact that for, for the I'll go back for multiple reasons. My first reason was I had no dog in the fight. They're independent. Uh, they're independent. Yeah, UConn football. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I thought. You wonder if that might be. They are clinging on. I mean, I'm. That might be a precursor to them getting down into like one double A or whatever. You or call even that. having a football program. Yeah. Six and seven a year ago. Hmm. Who'd they play? Do you oh, have a, dang it! Yeah, I, I was trying to. I was I, curious who who were the, the six wins? Who's lo who was losing to UConn? They were football. five and one at home. UConn football. They lost to Utah State. They beat Central Connecticut. They lost to Syracuse. They lost to Michigan. They lost to NC State. They beat Fresno State. They beat uh, Florida International. They lost to Ball State. They beat BC. They beat UMass. They beat Liberty. They lost to Army, and they lost to Marshall in the bowl game, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Not exactly Notre Dame's independent Not schedule. Really. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be getting any invites to – Join the Big 12 anytime soon. 
Now back to your question that I enjoyed the tournament. Uh, yes, because I didn't have a team in the in the in OU OSU wasn't there, which is a shame for our, our local rooting interest. But I try to look at the bright side of it, like, oh well, I can watch a game and not care who wins. You know, well I say that then if it coincides with my picks on the bracket challenge, which always makes it fun. But then just the uncertainty, the wildness of the first two days in, in the, the first round or two rounds were just like, what is going on here? And then the final four we got, it was just the most unlikely final four that I can remember. Now you wonder if, you know, Connecticut, when you think back to the, you mentioned those years with them having a bunch of losses, these last three titles, it also coincides a little bit with some weird final fours. And do they get enough credit for actually winning those Final Fours? You know that they got they got to play Butler when Butler played what VCU in the first in the first round of the Final Four in 2011, mm-hmm. 2014. They get that Kentucky team that kind of came out of nowhere as an eight seed, I think, knocked off Wichita State, ends up in the final in the finals, and they beat them. And then this year, winning the uh, the the tournament that had no one seeds in the Elite Eight for the first time ever. You know, so the, these last three, the first two, there's no, absolutely, no, you, you can't say anything about that. Elamine and those guys beat what was the most dominant team in the, since the tournament became 65 uh, in that Duke team in 99. Then we mentioned Okafor Gordon won the Final Four in uh, 2004, in which OSU was down there uh, with those guys, with Eddie and, and IMAC and all those guys got beat at the buzzer by Georgia Tech. Um, and they win that one. But then these last three, UConn's not going to apologize for it, but maybe the outside world doesn't realize how good they've been because you, you, it's hard to remember those, right? Like if you, 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 th- those Final Fours are are so unfor- are so forgettable. You know, the year before Butler's playing in the finals against Duke, and Hayward almost knocks it in from half court to win it. You remember that Butler trip to the finals? Yeah. Do you remember the next year when they got beaten a horrible game? Did you see that last night? It was the worst first half. It was the second lowest scoring first half of all time. Only UConn Butler was worse at twenty-two to nineteen back then. You know, there's such forgettable championships in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, but they still go on the board, and in Connecticut is now putting. They've put themselves in that upper echelon, whatever you want to call it. If you want to, if you don't want to call it blue blood, that's fine because they haven't been there long enough to get blue blood status well that's where i was going to go was the the their knock for not being blue blood status is their first title came in 99 when the other blue bloods are winning them back in the 60s and 50s and 40s and still doing it that that a lot of people look at that ucla right? they still doing it ah, that's a good point they haven't won since point. 95 right that's a good point uh, that's right but they, they do still, have the most but indiana indiana's when indiana won 87 80, with keith yeah, smart 87 yeah yeah I'd rather be UConn. <laughs> I'd rather be but, UConn but, than Indiana but, but for, right now. For people like us, right? You know, born in the '80s, and and UConn wasn't good or good wasn't winning a title. First one was uh, my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. You, you see, that seems like so not so long ago, but it is. <laughs> when you put it in, when you put it in that perspective, it is. But think about it like this: Florida, if they won three more titles between now and in their last one in 07, are they considered? Are they in this echelon of what it, we're talking? It would about? almost their be their first one in 06. You yeah, know? yeah. If we're yeah, I guess if we're in what 2041 or 2031, <laughs> and they've won three more between now and then, they yeah, they're right blood? there. They're they're exactly yeah. the same. Same spot. The real question is. is define blue blood. You know, that's the real question. I, I think there's, there's and that's a, so lucrative. It's so everyone has a definition for it. Because when you think of blue blood, you think of old. To yeah. me, like long, long ranging, a time span, and that's why I compared UConn to Miami football. Mm-hmm. They when they were at the top, they were at the top, but it was there was peaks and valleys. But you, the one thing you got to give uh, Connecticut credit for. And especially these last three times, when they've gotten there, they've gotten the job done. Yeah, you know, absolutely, they have absolutely gotten the job done when they have gotten and and had the team when they've had the team to win it. They've done it. What five and zero now in title games? Yeah, that's 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 getting it done when you yeah. have the chance. And there's a whole bunch of those blue bloods 
that have spit the bit. Yeah, for yeah. Different time at different times and, and not being able to get it. My done. final thought to college basketball before we shift gears here. I was thinking, and this goes back to my whole theory: if Miami had won this whole thing, they're about to win a lot more because the whole NIL and they're located in Miami. They would have been the coolest school in, in the country to I go got a, to. I got a crazy stat for you when we come back. Okay. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. And we're back! Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Going to wrap up a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday here in this segment. Rodney and the gang at Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main in Elk City. Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust. They've got it all. Long-term care unit packaging. They call them blister packs. Something that we mention each and every time we talk about Paul Jones Drug is convenience packaging. You do not have to load your pill caddy anymore. You don't have to make sure you have the right dosage on the right day. No, 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 no. They do that for you. All you got to do is open up your meds, take them daily. They they do it for you and make it so much easier. That's why, Jared, it's called convenience mm-hmm. packaging. Yep. You've got the durable medical equipment, which is your walkers, your cranes, your crutches. Most insurances are accepted. And, oh, by the way, great gifts and greeting cards as well. It's Easter coming up this weekend give somebody an easter card feel free get it down there at paul jones drug i found a bunch of cool little gifts around christmas time graduations coming yeah some different things down there so go visit our friends at paul jones drug 809 north main rodney and the gang at paul jones drug is care you can trust right here in the elk city area all right enough basketball jared the most important thing going on this week is something called the masters or at least for me a lot of people. I would think most people have turned their attention away. I, th- I think about it at the halftime of that game last night when it was clear who was going to win. I think even Jim Nance started turning his thoughts to Augusta National and the Masters, which, by the way, last night was his final. Yes. Uh, his yeah. last final four. Uh, Ian Eagle is going to take over. I'm a little disappointed by that. A little disappointed. I thought they were clearing the way for our man Kevin Harlan. Me too. But instead, it's going to be Iron Eagle. So today at the Masters, you've got a couple of things going on. One, it's the the big day for uh, pre-tournament press conferences. There's a big, long list that I'll go through here in just a second. Also, pairings will be announced later on today, so we'll know who's going to play with each other the first two days. And tonight, the Champions Dinner, which we went through that yeah. uh, awesome I had my menu. Champions Dinner last night, actually. Oh, man. <laughs> Awesome menu that Scotty yes. Scheffler has put together with the cheeseburger sliders, the ribeyes, the redfish. I've red seen fish. The, the, some pre, like pictures that they're – did you see they're kind of teasing it? They showed some pictures. Oh, yes. Those sliders look cool. Yes, a Scotty style. Scotty style. I don't know what Scotty style means, but they're going to find out. Uh, so that's what's going on down at Augusta National today. Of note is the interviews. So I want to, I'm going to read this list of who's coming in and what time, and I want you I want you to tell me what is not like the other. Okay. Okay, you're gonna go in order of gonna go in order talking. Gotcha. So at nine thirty, like right now, well, actually at eight thirty their time, but I'm gonna just use Eastern time. Just it doesn't matter. So at nine thirty it was Rory, ten o'clock John Rom, ten thirty Tom Kim, eleven o'clock Tiger, one thirty Justin Thomas, two o'clock Matthew Fitzpatrick, two thirty Max Homa, three o'clock uh, Scotty Scheffler, and three thirty Patrick Cantlay. Can you tell me what was not like the other? This is a PGA versus LIV thing, right? Nope. So everybody got 30 minutes. Okay. Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. I should have. You, yes. you cued me in. I didn't yes. even pay attention to that part. Yeah, 30 minute inter- intervals until after Tiger. And it's two and a half hours. Now, part of that is lunch, obviously. Uh-huh. But the other part of it is everyone knows that the people that in that room want to get those stories out immediately yeah. after he's done. Oh, yeah. And so he's still moving the needle, uh, unlike anybody else. But uh, So that'll happen. Pairings will happen. 
uh, later on today as well. Par three tomorrow. Par threes tomorrow. What time's that one? Kind of just the coverage. I think on ESPN Plus starts at like eleven in the morning. Help me remember. When's the last time the Masters was during Easter weekend? Ooh, it's been a little bit. Seems like it's once every four or five years. I'm sure a lot of people like that because most of America is off work on Friday for Good Friday, right? And they can watch a lot of the Masters. It's very true. And then have a really good Easter meal on Sunday. It is. Then watch the Masters. Yeah. We'll talk all. We'll make our picks tomorrow. Great. Yeah, I was gonna need to. I need to do that still. Let's hit the high school stuff uh, from yesterday. So, J Mac was in here last Thursday talking about the the Oak City baseball team. They've been fantastic so far this year. The last three weeks here of the district schedule will ramp up with Elk City, Weatherford, Clinton, and Kingfisher all kind of round robin around playing each other the last three weeks. Going into yesterday, those four teams were undefeated. The rest of the district was defeated. Nobody had won a game in the bottom side. Nobody had lost a game in the top side. Uh, the Elks went to Kingfisher. Cash was clearly awesome. Uh, Mayfield, the Elks went 10 nothing over the Yellow Jackets. So Elk City and now Weatherford also are tied at 7-0 and as Weatherford handed Clinton a 25-11 to loss uh, yesterday at Weatherford. So Elk City and Weatherford atop the standings, Kingfisher and Clinton, uh, now with a, with a lone loss, those teams will meet at the opposite place today. So that means five o'clock Ackley Park. You can see the Big Elks and the Kingfisher Yellow Jackets. Then I think the Clinton game. I think Clinton Weatherford is in Clinton today because they were in Weatherford yesterday. It's going to be a totally different. <laughs> conditions are going to be wild with the wind that's expected. I mean, pop ups may go out of the park at Ackley mm-hmm. uh, with that yeah. wind, <laughs> that wind howling out of the south, and I, that just gives. Uh, to me, the Elks that much more an advantage with with the pitching staff that they can throw out there. I'm sure Cooper Church will be on the mound today uh, for the Elks. That one-two punch has been fantastic all year long for Elk City with Mayfield and Church back to back. So yeah. uh, the four A four that muddy picture will start to clear here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, in the small school ranks, Canute still up uh, at the top of the rankings in Class A. They will start district tournaments. Not this weekend. Let's see, it's the, the weekend of the 20th or 21st, so a couple of weeks away uh, from district tournaments in Class A, Class B, and Class 2A uh, with those rankings. As I mentioned, Canute on top of the Class A rankings at number one. You've also got Hollis, the Tigers at 20 and 2 uh, are number seven. They did suffer a loss, though, uh, last weekend to Arapo Butler in the finals of the Shattuck tournament. Uh, Arapo Butler's number 17, Hydro Weekly number 14, Shattuck number 11. So a bunch of good baseball in Class A around here. Class B-wise, Fort Cobb's number one, Calumet's number four, Granite's seven, Visai nine, Leedy ten, and Sentinel down there at number 20. So You know, we had a good baseball game last night. Number one, Canute, number one, Fort Cobb played. Fort Cobb got the better of them five to three. Looked like that's a, right. Looked like a really good one. Yeah, very good game. And Canute suffered a couple of losses here. Uh, in the Ampo tournament, also to Weatherford, they stepped up in the class at, in, and got beat there. And then Granite outslugged them on the on a windy uh, one of those windy uh, days. Bottom of the seventh win for Granite. Was it? Yeah. So now 15, they turn 14. around and go to the Granite tournament this weekend. Is that right? Yeah. I'm sure Canute's looking, hoping that they can match up with Granite again to get that one back. But absolutely. Um, yeah, stepping up playing teams like Weatherford only makes you better. They got out to like a three, four nothing lead, three nothing lead. And then Weatherford came out, got like a had a seven run inning, I believe. I'm going off of my game changer memory. I wasn't there, obviously, but playing tough teams, but still, it looks like a log jam up top in Class A with the way the votes are are spread out. Yeah, Rattan's got the most first place votes, and I think a bunch of that probably comes off of their performance down in Gulf Shores, mm-hmm. uh, where they went three and one, uh, were able to beat Stillwater, uh, a six eighteen five nothing. That's uh, did you see those rankings yesterday? I'm just seeing this. It says Canute and Rattan are tied for one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, sure enough. It, has, that. it does have it two just, ones there. Because their points are 1264 to 1264. So, again, log jam at the very top, Class A. That, those playoffs could be interesting, especially when we get to the state tournament to see who gets there. Because I think there's a lot of evenly dispersed talent at the top of Class A, probably one through seven. Six. What I don't is, know what to make of Hollis, though. You know, kind of a good team. Good team, yeah, right? yeah. Twenty wins. What is PBR? 
when it comes to not not professional bull riders. This list, this rankings Pat's I sent you. Blue ribbon? I, I don't know. No, no. PBR Oklahoma, the baseball thing. Oh yeah, you saw. Yeah, I don't I know if it's, a, if it's a. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it makes sense. It's like a, a top ten like power rankings. It's a top twenty five. But I just saw the top ten because of what who was in it. So it's like a all class ranking. So for instance, mentioned Stillwater. They're number three. So Rattan's win over Stillwater carries some clout, obviously. Sure. Uh, but you find the Elks at 10. That win over Blanchard opened a lot of people's eyes. I think it did, too. Tuttle prep baseball report. God, she's always Johnny on the spot with this stuff. <laughs> so it's the prep baseball report. Elks in the top 10 of the state, all classes uh, with that. Other things that happened yesterday on the golf course, right out here at Elk City Golf and Country Club, the Patsy Pool Invitational. I didn't know it had a name. That's cool. It does. Uh, the the pools are one of the the instrumental families at getting high school golf here. Back when Dave was in high school, and, and right after all through there, uh, in the late eighties, uh, early nineties, and so Patsy, uh, the Patsy Pool Girls Invitational, the Elkettes win by six shots over Clinton. Weatherford was third individually. Uh, Elk City had Campbell Rainey tied for second with an eighty six. Brett Barnett tied for fourth with an eighty seven. Uh, Addison Litkey from Clinton was the other was the the tie for second uh, there at eighty six. Somebody was eighty seven. I can't remember who it was. was it it e- might no. Nah, it wasn't Cat. It, it was somebody from Weatherford. Oh, uh, uh, McKinley Elwick, I think was the tie for fourth there uh, with an eighty seven. But the that's Oaks, pretty cool. Those three teams, three teams, right? Elk, Clinton Weatherford right here. That's right. Good 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 uh, golf. Three fifty nine cool. for the Elk City. Three sixty five for Clinton and three eighty one. I believe for Weatherford were the scores there. Merritt went to Kingfisher and they got third against a pretty a uh, good field there at Kingfisher uh, Notables. Bentley Whitson, a uh, freshman there at Merritt, shot uh, 92 to lead the team. Peyton Broadbent uh, shot 94. Uh, and so uh, Merritt gets third behind. Heritage Hall that won. Oklahoma Christian Academy was second. And then last night, Canute slow pitch softball, a huge win over number one Shattuck. It seems like the last handful of games for the Trojanettes have been right down to the wire wins over and over and over, uh, starting uh, with Jade Gray's walk-off against Arapaho Butler, I believe, was the first in this, and they beat Visai close. And then last night, well, one-run win over Shattuck. The big win, because that Shattuck team, before the tournament was called off over there at Weatherford, they had beaten, uh, they bring it up, number one 6A Mustang, like 23-14. to 14. So that uh, it was a big opportunity for him last night, and, and and they had a lead, and you know, Shattuck, you know, slow pitch goes, it just some, it just ebbs and flows of runs, but um, yeah, Canoe got the big win last night. That's yeah. big for him, and you know, that propelled them up to number two. They they already beat Bingaroni. Uh, they've won what fifteen of sixteen. They're a hot team. I'm asking some softball dads, is this team for real? And like, oh yeah, yeah, they're swinging the bat really well. So, yeah, you look back yeah. here, starting at the first of last week. 16-15 over Rappo Butler. 14-13 the next day against Visai. I assume won the Weatherford tournament with three wins. Well, Whether it, not, it, it may not have got completed because of that windy day. It did not. Okay. I, I thought they were. I didn't know if they were going to postpone it to Saturday, but it looked like they didn't. It looked like they just said, let's just call Guys, it. I saw a video from Friday when that hit. Leedy was out there, and it went from almost nothing to where you couldn't even see the infield. Oh. <laughs> just immediately. I was joking. I was like, is there going to be dirt left on the field? <laughs> yeah. My goodness. So, but anyway, Buffalo, you mentioned being your only 2A number two, beat them 12-10 to 10 in that tournament. Back-to-back wins over Navajo. I guess, did they play Navajo yesterday as well? Yeah, it, was a, it was a three-way. A three, okay, yeah, so 9-8. Shattuck eight. and Navajo played the yeah, nightcap. So there you go. Back-to-back one win. 9-8 uh, in extra innings over Navajo, and then 13-12 over Shattuck was 2A number one. Uh, really good, really good stuff from Coach Gillette's Trojanettes. Success follows that guy, doesn't it? He might be a good coach. <laughs> he might be. I'm just going to throw that out there. There's a possibility that OJ Dub is a pretty decent coach when it comes to uh, the – Bat and bat, the ball bat games. Bat and ball, yeah. <laughs> He's pretty he good. He might be decent. Pretty, pretty good. All right, that's going to do it for a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Thank you to Rodney and the gang at Paul Jones Drug. Care you can trust right here in the Elk City area. Man, it's going to be Masters heavy tomorrow, I'm just going to tell you. Let's go. Ready for it. we we'll have to make our picks. Get your picks in mind. A top three and then a dark horse. Anybody outside the top 25 of the official World Golf Rankings. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cowell.
Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medication safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust.